Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. What's up, everyone? This is David with the Friendly Bear Podcast. Today, I have Joe Kennedy. We're doing a, a thing now called Macro Jabber uh, roughly every two weeks or so. It seems that we've been doing them but two or three weeks, something like that, or whenever there's something important to talk about on the macro side of things. So like the macro I think is important because like I'm, I'm trying to always improve. Like things for me have not slowed down from when I first started. I just uh, love the, the taste of success that I've had and I'm always looking to improve. And one thing that was always a blind spot for me because of the overwhelming nature of studying markets and trading and all that was the macro. And, uh, I think knowing the macro stuff, it really helps, especially now we see the oil stocks, commodities and all that, and small caps especially start to run because of macro events like in the, with the war and Ukraine and Russia and oil and inflation. I think it's important to have that piece of the puzzle, uh, you know, an idea of what's going on. So it, it depends, and no matter what level you're at, I know for me, um, starting out, I just didn't even deal with it, but I know some people like, for example, Reed, uh, one of my buddies that I trade with that's on the bear talk and all that. He came from a real estate background and he naturally was always pretty good with these macro events. They clicked. It's like he, I guess I'm assuming uh reason I hear, but I'm assuming he had like at the dinner table, him and his, you know, they like, they'll talk about this kind of stuff. And I think, you know, that that's, that's great. So anyway, um, but for me, I didn't have that. So this is why, I have a friend like Joe, which was a um, was an intern at TradeSpace uh, and for the St. Lucci team. And he is was in the military. So he has a military background. Like the other time, the other time we did Macro Jabber, he was giving us a background on like the Stinger missiles, I think it was. Or I don't know. Yeah, the Javelins. Yeah, the Javelins. And what when, when they mention a Javelin, there's more than just a Javelin. It's a whole, there's a, a lot of other things going on. So that was very yeah. interesting. So yeah, with all that, we're gonna get a little uh more what do you call it, educated on, on macro stuff right now. So like what's up, Joe? How's it going? So I thought this was interesting. And when you text me and said, let's do another one, I was in my head that morning, I was thinking a few weeks ago for people who haven't seen the previous ones, we were talking about Twitter uh and Elon Musk. And yeah, that's right. This would like how the events have transpired is crazy and insane. I'm curious because you talked about it. Uh, on a, your podcast a year ago with another guy and just real quick to recap i'd be curious to see what his hypothesis was and how it's going to play out from here because now obviously we're kind of in that like uncertainty stage where it's been announced but you don't know what the outcome is going to look like so i'd be curious to see a what that guy's hypothesis was and then b what he uh saw the result as i'm glad you mentioned this so um it, this was like i think number 20 episode number 20 on the friendly bear podcast and I reached out to the Bear the Bear Cave um, newsletter founder, I guess CEO, um, Edwin Dorsey. 
Ed, and Edwin Dorsey is a 22-year-old kid. He graduated from Stanford. Um, I forgot. He was mentored by like a famous short seller. I forgot his name. Uh, I forgot his name. But anyway, he's a, anyway, he's a big, big, he, he's, he's doing very well. So he started this newsletter of bears and uh, accumulates all the short reports and does a newsletter on it, you know? Yep. Anyway, so I interviewed him. Great interview. Smart kid. This kid is a, like, I wish when I was 23 years old, I was like, had yeah. my, you know, had my head screwed on like this guy, right. <laughs> you know, but anyway, then he's, he's, he mentioned Twitter and I was like, Hey, you want to maybe expand on Twitter? Like if you're, if you're bullish on Twitter, like, you know, give your thing about it. Cause he mentioned yep. it once or twice. And I was like, this guy's a bear guy doing a bear cave newsletter, collecting all the short reports, but he's, he's talking he's about bullish. Twitter. <laughs> he's bullish on Twitter. And I was like, Oh, you want to expand it? And he was like, David, I would love to. And then, um, he gave his case and he said, okay, they got this thing, Twitter blue coming out. They have new features this and that it's got, uh, everybody's using it for finance. They, uh, and he's like, he, he mentioned things that made sense to me. Like we're all using Twitter. We all, you know, yeah. all the time. It's, it's just, uh, it, the price has been beaten down because of maybe the political reasons or freedom of speech things, things right. like that. But, um, you know, eventually like, uh, I guess he's optimistic and I'm optimistic now as well that it will solve itself eventually. And then the, you know, it's he, so the bear cave guy was saying, he's like, you know, I'm putting, I'm, I'm averaging in every week. I'm putting some money into it and I'm still young. If I lose my ass, I lose my ass. That's what he said. And then uh, he, he's like, you know, but if, it, but I think it's going to go to 500. That's what he was saying. And I'll <laughs> laugh at everybody. And I was like, you know, um, let me let me start with a small position. I didn't, you know, I, I had some money coming in. I need to start doing things with it. So I was like, let me. I I kind of like this thesis, and uh, I saw the charts, and the levels, and I was like, you know, let me let me start adding into this, accumulating little by little. Um, was and, he bullish and, yeah, on any other name? No, just Twitter. He, just he's just Twitter. only Twitter, only Twitter. So I'm like, man, if this smart kid is is doing Twitter, let me let me. It's worth looking into. Yeah, and he's a bear guy. He does short right. reports every Thursday. So, right. you know, um, that's why. You, so, yeah, that, that's where that came from. Have you and, seen anything uh, on social media then of him uh, commentating? Not on yet, what's going not on? yet. But uh, I'm going to pull some clips out of that interview that I did because I've been pulling clips out lately. lately. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to reach out to him, see if he wants to do another podcast, maybe just Follow. on Twitter. Let's see. <laughs> you know, well, he's actually really, really uh, ex- he likes to do podcasts and stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I think it's fun, yeah. too. Um, yeah. What, uh, so I guess in addition to that, this is just kind of for my curiosity as somebody who uses Twitter a lot and you use it for different reasons, whether it's like, uh, getting, uh, reaching out to new podcast listeners, putting out your content, what's one thing you would like to see change on Twitter? Like Elon had a poll, like you'd like to edit it. Would you like to see somebody else come back onto Twitter? Who's off Twitter? I think everyone has an opinion of how they'd like to Let's change see. it. That's a good what's question. One thing you'd want? The bots, no bots. No Take bots. away these bots, these fake Chinese profiles, these fake Chinese girls that I don't know, they're pumping stocks and stuff. Actually, yeah. yeah, we don't need them on there. Let them go on WeChat. But like it needs to be cleaned up and uh no more banning people for for saying certain things, you know. Let's let's we're not like my mom's from Cuba, my dad's from Iran, and yeah. I've heard the terrible stories, man. I'm so glad to be American. Let, let's let's keep let's keep that going on. We don't need to shut down freedom of speech. Is it you give yeah. you start with that and it starts leaking to other I, I don't know, man. That's my my opinions on that coming from uh 
the son of two immigrants of really crazy countries of dictatorships and stuff. That's, you know, yep. so, but, yeah. um, but I, you know, I, I kind of want, thing is if Elon acquires it, it goes private that, you know, I kind of want, you know, I, I would, I would make a, a, a hefty profit if you were to acquire it. But like, I, I do think it has a lot more to go. I kind of, yeah. unless they dilute it, they take that poison pill. I think that's what they called it. Right. They, they, the yep. poison pill to dilute it, which I think is really weird because it, what it comes down to is they're trying to prove they want to keep Twitter. Uh, what do you call it? It's all about a freedom of speech thing or yep. in, in a way. I know people don't want to hear that, but like it, I think it comes down to like like the they want to control this what what people say the narrative yeah it's, <laughs> i don't uh, know man without us getting and getting censored on here for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. calling out censorship or whatever but yeah it is interesting the news stories that came out with like the the saudis commentating on who should be owning twitter yeah, what that was really funny. Is. uh the the amount of shares held by the board members of twitter was kind of interesting um i don't yeah. know if you saw that one um i saw also um there was an a podcast with Shamath and like some other people. Did you see yeah. that? No, I didn't see that, but Shamath always has some yeah, interesting um, takes. It was very interesting. So it's like these it's like these guys on the on the Twitter board, Shamath and all these guys, these three or four people on on that were doing a podcast about their take on the whole situation. They actually know the guys on the board. And they said that we we think these guys are good. They're like good hearted, but at the same time they have no skin on the game. The the board members yeah, they don't exactly. own enough shares, right. so it's like a power thing. So it's 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 crazy, you know, when you have human beings involved in something, even though they want to have good intentions, if they have no skin in the game, it's uh it's it's different different thing. Yeah, and it's like a power thing now. They want to they're not gonna just resign, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So I, it's we, like we 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 had talked about it. Um, in one of the Sanglucci chat rooms, when all this was announced, that there is a possibility that it could start to behave more like Dogecoin or Tesla or one of these high swinging yeah. stocks. And since this has happened, it's really interesting. It's had its big gap, right? But it hasn't had other like AMC yeah. or GME type moves. It hasn't. It hasn't. I don't know. Also, I think it's kind of interesting. I think it was a, a bit more of a muted response to what people thought might happen. Yeah. You know, um, but like what comes to mind for me is uh, like when I was talking to the like, I think it has a lot more room to to move. You know what right. I mean? And it's kind of young. When did Twitter stock become an IPO? Go IPO? 2012? 2013? That's not even that long ago. Yeah. Not even that long ago. So, yeah. I would yeah, say, you know, it's an interesting sniff test now that I've traded pre-market with you and you trade pre-market. Like I've seen some names that move crazy in the pre-market that are also moving. If you think of a name that moves intraday, that's like a large cap type of stock and it moves in. That's usually like something huge is happening, but you haven't traded Twitter in the pre-market yet. Have you? No, I just been accumulating it little by little yeah. here and there, you know? Um, Cause I, like I remember not... DD back in December was trading in the pre-market pretty aggressively and now it's getting delisted. <laughs> Oh, see that's see that's a Chinese play that's getting so the Chinese play is good to short it because like the overall macro that I have of China plays is that they're all gonna get delisted that they're all kind of fraud borderline they're all cook the books yeah so like Twitter is I I can't have that thesis with that it's more right. it's, it's something else um when it goes up a lot in the pre market and fades which it's been doing nonstop yep. um you know I just stay away from it because like I I see other opportunities in the small caps. Yeah, that are more familiar to me.
but it is yeah. it is doing all those pre-market things that we talked about it it, it behaves like that it shoots up uh yeah. 4 a.m and then fades back down and still is ends up green on the day for the most part yeah. but uh, yeah. those massive uh spikes it usually gives it all back yeah it's very interesting well, that's why the stock market's fascinating because there's always so many things transpiring. Um, yeah. So let's see what's what's uh what's next. What other thing you want to mention here about I macro think stuff? We could we could close out. The first one we ever did was right when Russia and Ukraine had started, and we were trying to just understand the situation, what was developing, the implications on the markets potentially. And to bring it back now, I think maybe maybe you disagree, but it's kind of like the media's like. Overall, it seems like the sentiment is just kind of mellowed out with the whole situation. For not for like good or for bad, but it's just there's less reaction because there were so many algo-driven trades and like the overall S and P 500, while things like ceasefire talks, potential bombings, etc. But like all that is kind of mellowed out. And maybe you could say the same for the pre-market too, and some of like yeah. the defense names that were moving or energy names that. Obviously, I think Anthony Blinken, the the Secretary of State, came out and said that this will be a thing through 2023. So there's much more of like a long term vision for a resolution as opposed to like immediate bombings, attackings, etc. I mean, maybe your opinion differs. Yeah. Um, no, it's just it's just for me. It was uh, the first time that I go through a, a, like a wartime potential wartime scenario, and uh, to see like oil, a commodity, commodity stocks that usually don't do much go berserk yeah. and then now like they went back down all of them or like right. drones drone companies or you know pump and yep. dump uh agriculture companies that put out a paid pump and it just happened to be a commodity and it went crazy i yeah. don't know it's the first time i see that but um what about like uh the inflation and stuff that you mentioned before of like housing and all that how does that correlate with everything yeah. Um, so I'm still a very newer trader. Um, and there's some more advanced people in the St. Lucie room who've talked about how in an interest rate and rising environment, it's going to be difficult for the S&P 500 to continue to rally. Because since I've been in college, you know, in, in 2017, we still had nearly zero interest rates. And now you have mortgages that are 5% while the Fed funds rate is still less than 1%. So it's like a weird conundrum. And it's like, I haven't seen this before as a trader. So it's, I'm learning this all as I'm going to, you know, and uh, I think it's harder. Obviously no one can make predictions of what's going to happen in the market, but it's definitely a headwind that people are going to be thinking about in terms of, uh, especially in the midst of earnings season right now with supply chain constraints, uh, consumer demand. There's like things that I used to not think about, like the lockdowns in China right now at some of the factories, like how are those going to affect earnings next quarter? And then, Say Apple can't make iPhones, but it makes up so and so much of the S and P five hundred. If Apple's bringing it down, how much is that bringing down their overall market? Right? Yeah, I don't. It's a lot of it's like a, a brain dump of thoughts, but it's like there's a lot of things that are that are difficult right now. And then you want to talk about shrinking the Fed balance sheet while raising rates. It's it's going to be tough. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. Time will tell. In a year, we'll have an interesting podcast. So maybe inflation will will be fourteen percent. Maybe it'll be back to three percent. Now, with inflation, I had this question. He's like, okay, so it was very. I mean, it was. Uh, I hate to say obvious, but it, you know, um, back when they were doing the stimulus checks and all this, it kind of for me it was like, okay, this is like dilution on a stock. Yeah, it's exactly. Almost, you know, it's gonna cause inflation in the future, but nobody was talking about inflation back then. 
right. like at all, zero. And yeah. uh, now everybody's talking about inflation and potential think, more inflation. Well, how come they didn't talk about this at all before? And some of the fringe names, I think you might like, like George Gammon or like Quoth Raven or Larry Lawrence. Yeah, they like, actually, they, we, they did. Yeah, they did. But they like, like, nobody else. The, <laughs> yes, there are a few of the interesting ones. And I actually, um, I don't know if you've ever like followed the press of gold. Have you? Kind of. They were all super bullish, and they still are super bullish on gold. And so I started to follow it really closely. And it's it's interesting because they were talking about buying, and maybe because like Quoth Raven sponsored by JM Bullion. I think he gets a yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And at the time, like when they're printing all the money and they're growing all the the balance sheet, and he does a podcast talking about like how this is going to create inflation. You're like, okay, the the thesis for gold makes a lot of sense, but now that you have inflation at you know seven and a half percent, gold's only tapping 2000 in two years ago in March of 2020, it was 1800 an ounce. Like it hasn't really reacted the same way that you'd think yeah. uh, it, it would as an inflation hedge, if you will. Yeah. Um, interesting. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to hear older traders because they remember like buying a house when mortgage rates were like 12%, but you could get 12% in a CD or a savings account. So it's, we have this weird like shift right now where, Interest rates are going to go up, but you'll continue to get like nothing in any of your interest uh, generating assets. Interesting. It's all interesting to see how this is all going to finish playing out. If it, you know, yeah. in the next couple of years. Um, yeah. Anything else? Anything else you want to mention before we uh, head out of here? No, nothing else I want to tap on. Thanks again for bringing me on this. This I learned a ton from being on this and just and just yeah, being here, around you and, and continuing to focus on this. So I appreciate. It. Look forward to the next one. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for all the insight, Joe, and we'll talk soon. All right. Later. All right, man. Take it easy, man. Bye. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.